You may be seated and you're well practiced for a grand anthem in heaven, right? <laughs> All the people groups of the world gathered around the throne, blessing, glory, honor, praise to the Lamb sits on the throne forever and ever. How wonderful through Christ to be a part of that incredible assembly. No one can number. And what a privilege to be a part of seeing people come from all the people groups of the world to join in that number by sharing the good news of salvation through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're truly blessed to have Pastor Lenton with us, Devin Lenton, his wife Patricia, they've been married 28 years. Uh, they have an adult daughter who's a, a resident assistant at college. She's attaining her master's. And uh, Pastor Lenton and his wife have been involved in ministry that's had uh, literally international impact being able to fellowship a little bit with him and hear the, the opportunities God's given him over the years to uh, serve as a director of Evangelism Explosion. Many of you may be familiar with that, and uh, an evangelistic disciple-making ministry that God's used for years, and he was a director of that ministry and led conferences and churches on all the continents except one. I'm not sure which continent that might have been, okay, but uh, maybe Antarctica, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm so grateful. God's raised him up to be a leader among Baptists in churches in the Caribbean and uh, thankful for the relationship with the Crawfords. Uh, I was blessed um, a year and a half ago to uh, meet him and his wife in Harrisburg at a conference for Live Global uh, that uh, we are partnered with Jeff and Julie and others that ministry and then I was able to tell him that I want you to come and share here at West Park so this has been about a year and a half looking forward to this day. Uh, Pastor uh, leads the Rhine Park Christian Church in Montego Bay, Jamaica and he's also a very key part of the open initiative, which you can see in your brochures about uh, building relationships to the many people groups that are there in that area. And we're honored to have him come and start our conference from sharing with the Word of God. And would you just give a warm West Park welcome to the Lintons as they come? God bless. God bless you, Pastor. God bless your prayers for you as you minister. I was ready to preach right after that wonderful time of worship as Doug led, led the worship team. I wanted to pull Pastor Sam's jacket and say, just let me go. <laughs> It is, it is so good to be here with you at West Park. My wife is here with me, of course. And as Pastor Sam said, 
it's been in the making for a year and a half. Uh, a dear brother in Christ, the moment I laid eyes on him, I, I felt this was, this was another old man <laughs> <laughs> that God was going to bring into my life. Because for some reason, through my growing up years, I found it um, more pleasurable to spend time with, with older folks. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, please leave Pastor Sam alone, yeah? <laughs> Needless to say, I've been enjoying his company and Susan's company. She's not, she's looking at me badly with eyes, you know, uh, talking about old Pastor Sam. But that's just me, me having fun um, being here um, in West Park and in Knoxville. And uh, so far, we have been taken care of. We had the his waiting up for us all night to arrive at the airport. And we had Marty um, waiting up for us. Uh, special guest we are, right? <laughs> And so they have been wonderful hosts. And I tell you, I, I sat there and I, God just confirmed that for this moment, my wife and I are at the right place. And I could just sense the Holy Spirit. Um, and I know for sure the Holy Spirit is in this place. And I would rather be, I would not want to be anywhere else. Um, I bring greetings. My wife and I bring greetings from the Rhine Park. Christian Church, uh, to you here at West Park. I bring greetings also from Zone 1 um, of the Association of Independent Baptist Churches in Jamaica. Zone 1, the country is divided into four zones, and I chair uh, Zone 1, which has 18 churches. And uh, we are trusting the Lord to use us mightily um, in that area of, of the country. I'll, I'll tell a little more about Ryan Park as we move on, but suffice it to say that church plant began, we are in the eighth year, and we are just focused on becoming the church of irresistible influence. Yeah? And we simply want to do that by multiplying reproducible Disciples of Christ. Disciples who have a great commitment to the great commandment and uh, the great commission. Yeah? Standing on the authority of scripture, led by the power of the Holy Spirit, exalting the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah? That's, that's, that's the name that is above all names. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your compassion and your grace. 
your love for us, for people. And you have demonstrated that by sending your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to pay the ransom. Yeah? Lord, to bridge us back to you. And we thank you for that love. You pursue us. And what a grace that is. So Almighty God, help us now to exalt the name of Jesus Christ. And so bring you honor and glory. Amen. It is, it is a privilege to be the keynote speaker kicking off this conference here at West Park. And uh, the theme, Open Doors, is, is very dear to my heart. And so what I want to do in, in my time, and by the way, <laughs> Pastor Sam told me I had 45 minutes and last night I wondered, will they give me a clock? It's right there. <laughs> I can't miss it. But you know, while he was talking with me on the phone, he did mention that he's going to merge the services. And I don't normally speak to such a large congregation. And I was thinking, ah, oh, I'm going to be troubled by that. But then he said also that, Devon, you have about 45 minutes, but they know I am never hurrying. <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> if I be like Pastor Sam, I can come back. Okay. <laughs> so I want to share, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to share how God has prepared us um, in his ministry, really something I never thought of, and God just pulling my wife and myself, training us uh, for seven years or more, and a lot of the time I just wondered, what is God doing with me? And I'm going to share some slides in that regard, and uh, at the end of that, I'm going to center in and challenge you from Revelation 3, verse 8, and also from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 through 16, both references speaking to the whole matter of open doors. And so, uh, how God prepared us from 2002 to 2014, just as I was out of Bible college, I spent some time with Answers in Genesis Ministries, being trained in apologetics. And that was, I was in class one day and there was a, a visitor we had for devotions from Answers in Genesis. And I can't tell you why, but he spotted me, came back a year after to Jamaica, wanted to meet with me, 
And uh, the long and short of that, I flew to Kentucky, spent weeks there, being trained by, by Kenham, spending time there, being on the property when the Creation Museum, when the first block was laid, if I may, and just wondering, what is God doing with me? I spent about two years with them, and then I moved on to be enlisted with Evangelism Explosion International. And through that ministry, I learned, uh, I was equipped to go into churches across the Caribbean and to come alongside pastors, just coming alongside pastors, helping them to equip the body of believers to share their faith and to live out their faith as a way of life. And so pictures like this, I'm across the country in Jamaica at different times and the Caribbean, uh, networking with leaders, equipping the saints, and at the same time, not just the Caribbean. EE brought me into a global space. I was all over the world in sessions like this, praying, uh, bringing persons from Jamaica. So this picture, I'm involved in recruiting field workers. And those are my two first recruits. From my left, you have Richard, who headed the training center all the way in Fiji. So this is a picture in Fiji. And that's Stacy and Hyde, a young lady I recruited from Jamaica. And in the middle is Rod Story, who is from Australia and headed up the ministry along that side of the world, and Rochelle um, from another church that I recruited. And so we are in Fiji, and we are being trained. Um, we had persons from all around Asia being in those training sessions. I remember in one setting, I had folks from Eurasia, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan. I have friends in Belarus, Istanbul, Turkey all over the world. These are people that God, in his own sovereign plan, God opened their hearts for reaching people outside of their space with the gospel of Christ. And I, I couldn't have planned that. You don't see my wife there in these pictures because she's back in Jamaica, taking care of our daughter, Divanel. And so most of my trips, they were not there. But I'm supported by her prayers and by just God gifting her to me so that the family kept together and our daughter could be properly raised. I remember my daughter had on her door a calendar because she was always taking note of when daddy is going, <laughs> where daddy is going, for how long daddy is going, and when he would return. I had teams in each country. We had persons who specialized in kids' ministry, for example, and I saw a whole train of kids walking out as I came in this morning. We had persons uh, that were focused on reaching the young people at different ages, 
whether the millennials or the generation X. And so we had all that kind of training. But you know, as time progressed and I saw God doing different things, I realized I was being trained for something bigger than I could have ever thought. I always knew I was called to be a pastor. So with my wife, uh, when we shared interest in each other, I remember the first thing I said to her, I'm going to be a pastor. <laughs> so you have to know that that is the deal. I was not yet in Bible college. I was still working. But I knew that God had called me to the ministry. And so I had to just make that very clear to her. And she was right on board from then. And 28 years after, we are together um, on the same path. Who could have told me that I would be in St. Martin having gone through an entire workshop for a week and then preaching on a Sunday morning? And this is a French congregation. I'm speaking through a translator. And that happened in different places, different times. Who could have told me? No one but God. So, step forward. In 2014, I, as I said to people, I kind of ended my international tour, having been in Istanbul and Turkey. I felt that I've been traveling all over the world, partaking in equipping believers to share their faith and to reach people with the gospel. And I said, my own country has that great need. And so 2014, we started this church plant in Rhine Park, a little village about 25 minutes east of the airport in Montego Bay. I'll show you that picture later. But this little house, a two-bedroom house, we converted the living room and the kitchen, a 16 or 12 by 16 in dimension. And we began a church there with six persons. And you see that that's more than six. <laughs> but we had, we had persons from other churches who would come and support us on a given Sunday morning. You might see some persons that look familiar to you. Um, there's Gary and Marty and their sons are there somewhere. And uh, this is how we started to focus on reaching this community uh, for the Lord. When we started, this community has about 3,300 people, residents. But in recent times, there has been a, a development about 1,000 yards from that community. And that's another 2,500 people. And we are right set in the middle to reach people. And I tell you, the Rhine Park community is very close to what is called the Elegant Corridor, which is where a lot of hotels are lined out in the Montego Bay area. And you know you have heard that Jamaica is that place to go, yeah? It has wonderful, and I just say wonderful, climate. I'll keep it at that. Wonderful people, yeah? But you know, it's more than that for us, because people of 
all different ethnicities are coming to our country, not just to visit, but also to live and to serve in the hospitality industry. Opening the door, great opportunity, because as the country expands and tries to perfect its economic conditions, and people are coming in from different parts of the world, God is also on his mission. And we can't lose sight of that. So if you look on this, this picture here, um, a map of the Caribbean, Jamaica is the third largest island coming behind Cuba and Hispaniola, and, 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 and just before Puerto Rico. And we are just set right there, um, a little south of North America, and we have Central America to the left and, and uh, South America right there. We are right in the middle. Jamaica is a small country, yeah? Just about 4,244 square miles. And I, I do a little research, and maybe Connecticut has some kind of similar size, so you can think of it in that regard. 2.8 million people. But over time, what we have found, because of its climatic conditions and other reasons, we have been having a great influx of different people groups right in our space. Of course, with that comes different barriers. Yeah? Linguistic barriers, cultural barriers, religious barriers. But beyond Jamaica, the whole matter of people movement, research tells me from the UN Refugee Agency that as of June 16, 2022, 89.3 million people have been displaced because of crisis of one sort or another. Now, 59% of that is internal, yeah? But then the other percentage, people are going all over the world. You may know what I'm talking about, as I've been learning a little about Knoxville, yeah? 41 or 61 different nations. I've learned that five minutes from here. 61 nations. That is incredible. So when you think of wars and natural disasters and climate change, the forecast before us is that this number is going to increase astronomically. And so we understand that as governments focus on this, receiving countries prepare for this movement, People are suffering in the process. One in every 88 people on earth is forced to flee their homeland. Children, listen to this. Children account for 30% of the world's population, but 41% of all people forcibly displaced, represented by children. Where is the church in all of this? Could this movement 
be an open door for the church? I suggest it is. Look at people. Have you ever stopped to wonder? We're just about 8 billion, 7.83 billion people in the world. Do you know that just about 30 to 40% of that number are Christians? Between 30 and 40%. If we don't have open doors, how will these people be reached? Someone says, when I think of God's goodness and what he has done for me, my heart cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. That's a personal acknowledgement. And those of us who are saved need to make that personal acknowledgement. But there are millions who are yet to be able to embrace this truth. God is a global God. We have great ministries, like Samaritan's Purse as an example. There are many others. And they have a global reach. But you know they don't have global eyes. They can't do everything. They can't see everything. But God sees everything. And there is nothing impossible with God. Are you dreaming big? I suspect as I listen to Pastor Sam, he is dreaming big. And if you're a child of God, why wouldn't you dream big? Because we are told in Ephesians that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, <laughs> above what we ask or even imagine, I suspect that calls for big dreams. And you know what is funny? That God wants us to dream big. In other words, God loves people. God loves people. And I want to give you an overview of God's heart for missions. So we have this open initiative. Unless you think that ABWE has a copyright on an open initiative, they don't. <laughs> I'm going to show you that they don't. So look with me on God's purpose and plan. The Bible story is the story of the mission of God. Do you know that? God's ultimate purpose is to call a people to himself, to himself recreated in Christ. A people from every ethnos. A people from every group. You know how difficult it is for us to step into the space of those who don't look like us? For those who don't think like us, for those who behave differently, isn't that difficult? Part of my training was to learn how to do that. 
So I learned about the importance of relationships. Something that we don't do well at. Not even God's people. We mess up relationships a lot. Or that only happens in Jamaica. <laughs> just, just wondering, just checking. But God's ultimate purpose is to find a people that is fully yielded to his kingship, a people glorifying him, a people that could be an extension of himself, kingdom building people. Look at Revelation 5 verse 9. And with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God. And they will reign on earth. It reminds us that the Bible's story is about God's glory. The Bible's story, the mission of God, is about God's glory. And too many times I find that I think so much about me and my salvation and all I need from God. And sometimes I get carried away. I go off on different tangents and forget that the story of God that has brought me to himself is about Devon being re-imaged for God's glory. Of course, that's very clear because in the beginning, God acted. Yeah? We, we don't run after God. We don't pursue God. God has always taken the initiative. <laughs> And this missions conference, as I am privileged to kick off this conference, I want our minds and our hearts to be cued into what God is leading your pastor and the team around him to do what God has placed in his mind because he looks around and he sees the, the various groups that are around this area and he knows that this is time to go outside of your wonderful and safe boundaries here at West Park Baptist. Are you ready? That's what this conference is about. God alone is worthy. I enjoyed the songs so much because that's what the songs did to remind us about the worthiness of God. To remind us who is to be at center. You are worthy, O oh Lord, O oh God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created everything and it is for your pleasure that they exist and were created. God's purpose and plans. So friends, sisters, brothers, what is the heart of mission? It's about God, listen to this, look at this, read this. God revealing his glory to all nations. In order, in order to receive glory from all nations, governments must do what they must do. But the people of God must do what they must do. And we don't take sides, we don't take political sides against nations and marginalized nations. Because in every nation, God has his people who he's bringing to himself so that he be glorified in every nation. I want you to think of that West Park.
as you're going to be challenged to go out of your comfort zone. <laughs> you will need to be able, you, you must have a desire, as John Inazu says in his book, in this, in this age of pluralism. Yeah? Oh, if you're not careful, you get lost. So many things are happening. People's thinking and behavior, they are so much not like yours. But even in this complex, pluralistic reality, God is at work. Can I say this again? Even in this complex, pluralistic reality, in this age of humanism, where the individual becomes the God, it's all about me, myself, and I. In the midst of that, God is reminding his church and reminding us today that the heart of mission that began with God is about nations glorifying God. But what's the rationale of, of mission, therefore? The ultimate value of our salvation is not what we are saved from, but what and who we are saved for. The very God that saved us, saved us for himself. We therefore don't see color. Yeah? We, we don't focus, we don't make major things about the minors. We want to keep, as God's people, we want to keep the main thing, the main thing. We have to learn how to connect with people that are not like us. The posture of humility that Jesus Christ exemplified, it was not just for the show. It was for the people that he would have bridged to God to understand that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter the, the resources at your disposal. If you have a lot, it is for God's glory. If you have little, it's for God's glory. Because we are saved by God for God. So world evangelization is for God. It began with God, not with A-B-W-E. God has, has been bringing them along, and God took the initiative long ago. And it's good that we are walking into it. It's global, so it's open. <laughs> and A-B-W-E is focusing on seven regions. The Caribbean is a part of that. And uh, in our zone, we have jumped onto that. It's difficult. There are three pastors, myself, two in, plus myself, and four churches including this, included in this first, first uh, group of churches. A triad is three, but we have one pastor that has two churches. So we have four involved. It's new for us, Pastor Sam. <laughs> Gary Crawford has been helping us, and we are up the pathway, we have had our workshop, we are assembling a missions team, but it is still new for us. We'll have to learn the language of these people groups that we just never saw the need to reach them. We walk alongside them every day. Please be patient with me. When this was raised by Gary, I'm like, I just never saw that. Uh, there's this group and that group. 
I don't speak their language to our shame. They know for the most part our language. Yeah? I said to Gary, we want to be in on this. Because we understand that God never saved us for ourselves. God saved us for him. And he wants glory from every ethnos. Yeah? From every ethnicity, from every family, from every nation. Why? Because the rational for mission is the absolute worthiness of God. Have you thought about that? We come here on a Sunday morning. We don't come to show off. I like where you are simple and informal. Please pardon my tie and... <laughs> my European style here. <laughs> but I see some person like that. Thank you, brother. I'm okay. <laughs> but you get my point. It doesn't matter how you want to dress. Be comfortable in your space. But if our eyes, if our hearts are focused on the God of our salvation. He doesn't worry about your style of dress. Amen. Oh, we want to respect culture. Don't misunderstand me. We want to respect culture. But our ultimate goal is to redeem culture. <laughs> and that takes humility. <laughs> it also takes patience. And all these things, God is able to give us. You know how God made his name great? When you think of Israel and the bondage in Egypt, God using Pharaoh as a channel. And he says in Exodus 9, 13, I have, I have raised you for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Nothing is wrong to make your nation great, to make Jamaica great again. I said earlier, governments must do what they must do. We want strong economies, yeah? I want Jamaica to have a robust economy. I'm sure you want that for the U.S. That's fine. But we know who is always great. Don't forget that. God wants to make his name great. You will have missionaries coming back this week to share, yeah, from the field. The missionaries that go from your church, or from, they have not gone to Americanize any other nation. I did not go into Caribbean countries to Jamaicanize other countries. No, no, it is to bring the name of God to other nations. So that God's name alone be great. That is something that we can huddle around for the greatest being to always be great in our minds and in our thoughts. That's how God made his name great. He used Israel as a channel. And as a with the world watching, he drew up people to himself. Remember when nations heard that this nation... That walked to the Red Sea and dry land. That they were coming. One nation sealed their city so tight. That Israel could not get in. But you know the God. The great God. Shook it to the ground. There will be barriers. 
as you seek to break into other groups. And we talk about it a little bit. But just remember that God is with you. You have to pray for your pastor. Members, you have to pray for the leaders around him. Because this is about reaching people with the gospel of Christ. So people can truly be delivered. One song earlier said, bring the sinner, bring the addict, bring the maimed, you name it, bring them to God through Christ. And he can make them whole again. My country needs to hear this also. Small country. But we may have surpassed you in regards to the crime stats. So you have problems here, right? Yeah? Yes. I have problems there because there is enough sin to go around. <laughs> the heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it except God? And Israel's purpose, having been redeemed, listen to this, was to declare God's glory among the nation. One of my favorite passages. Remember, you yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Amen. This has to be a key verse as you think about missions. As you think about reaching other groups, groups that are unengaged. A verse such as this. And then a nice segue from, from Exodus, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Look at this verse. Aren't they like right beside each other? But you are a chosen people. That's you believers. Hello. You are a royal priesthood. That's you believers. West Park Baptist believers, you are a holy nation, a people belonging to? <laughs> you didn't say that very strongly. <laughs> How dare you ever have a division and some for Sam Paulson and some for who else? No, no, no. You're a people belonging to God so that you may declare the praises of Him. Mmm who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This verse, these verses keep me on track. I don't know if you are, you are, you are easily swayed. You, if you are like me, you like to go on your own pathway. Mm, a lot of us are like that, more than we would like to admit. But God in his grace and in his compassion and in his mercy keeps us with his word that is forever settled in heaven. So I remind you of the stats. As I was checking online, I did not see any big advert about America having any particular place to receive refugees and so on. But they are around a whole lot. They are around you. Your pastor told me. <laughs> These are just people. Whatever their story is, you believers remember your story. 
Some of you don't want to share your story. Part of what I taught in equipping believers is your own story. How your story is important. However bad it was, God stepped into your lives. Yeah? And made something out of you. And you found your significance in God through Christ. And to that extent, you must always remember that you are in this crowd of people. And somehow, God has reached you and says to you, you are chosen, <laughs> yeah, for a purpose. So you can go back into this group to give this message to those who do not yet know. What will the story be around West Park Baptist? Hmm? On the open initiative, the church planting triads. I understand that your church is looking to partner with a triad. Look no more, partner with us. <laughs> Why would you look anywhere else? <laughs> partner with us. You have some resources, you have some skill set, we have some too, but I think we can come together for the glory of God. And I can bring Pastor Sam, he will not age anymore, bring him to Jamaica. <laughs> to share. And if you look at the text that was read earlier, Revelation 3, verse 7 through 8, as I bring this to a close. It is God who gives the open door. Very clear. And what that suggests in the text, it suggests directed service. The only way our work for God will be blessed is when it is directed service. Someone says, where we see a door open, we can have faith that God will bless the ministry. Where the master sets up a light, there is some work to be done. Where he sends forth his laborers, there is some harvest to be brought in. Quote from Trapp. Let me repeat that. Where the master sets up a light, there is some work to be done. Where he sends forth his laborers, there is some harvest to be brought in. But notice in the text also, Pastor Sam, don't waste more time to do any SWOT analysis. <coughs> Revelation says it's done. <laughs> I know your strength. I know your weakness. Listen, the strength for that group in Philadelphia was that you have been faithful in my word. Yeah? Strong point. That's their strength. Weakness, you have very little strength, the text says. But the opportunity, I give you an open door. I suspect you do not have little strength here at West Park Baptist. <laughs> I suspect you know your strengths. The challenges for the open doors. And the word of God says, you have been given open doors. God says that. He has the keys. He opens and no one shuts. 
you can and should and will do well in going across these barriers, the linguistic barriers that you will have to contend with. I know you are up the road on that already. The cultural barriers. You'll have to be patient, West Park Baptist. You'll have to learn to listen where people are coming from. West Park Baptist. You'll have to be humble. Humility is not something that comes easily. But Jesus, the God-man, demonstrated that kind of humility and caused his people to do no less. You need the right heart. Follow the Apostle Paul then in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Listen, listen to how he puts it. I love this. And I leave this with you. Verse 12 through 16. When I came to trust to preach the gospel of Christ, even though a door was open for me in the Lord, even though a door was open for me in the Lord, my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. A quick insertion, Paul did not want to be a one-man show. He wanted accompaniment. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. And through us, listen to this, spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him wherever or everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Listen to this. To one, it's a fragrance from death to death. And to the other, a fragrance from life Amen. to life. Here, Paul captures a picture from ancient Rome. A triumphal return of the Roman army. They went out and they won the battle. They conquered. And there's a procession coming back. Among other things, all the leaders are standing around. And among other things, a white bull is killed. But also, the priests, they are swinging censers. Yeah? That diffuses sweet aroma to the kings. And they are commended. This fragrance, a sweet-smelling fragrance always lingers. Well, yeah, even the bad ones. Even bad ones. But listen, listen to Paul's picture here. This sweet aroma, to one, it's an aroma of death. What's talk about? Because as the, as the procession comes on, there are the prisoners of wars, chained and being brought back. And this aroma, to them, it's an aroma of death. Because they will most likely be executed or sold into slavery. Think about that. But to the Romans, it is an aroma of life. We have conquered. And Paul picks that picture. And he says, the knowledge of God is a sweet smelling fragrance to a people group. When you present that knowledge of God to them and they accept Christ as their Savior, a sweet-smelling fragrance. But yet, 
as this fragrance gives life, eternal life. The same fragrance is an aroma of death to those who reject Christ. Do you get the picture? You never know who will be saved. But you go and bring the knowledge of God to them. And you will hear reports from missionaries sharing with you how that has happened. And how they are committed to go back to continue to make the name of God great. And you'll have to answer the challenge. Are you ready? It's about your heart. It's not so much what you do. It's not so much about your words. It's about your attitude. It's about your kindness. It's about your patience. It's about your humility. Because you'll, be re you'll remember that when you were nothing, God made something of you. Are you ready? So I'm from Jamaica. Usain Bolt in one of his record-breaking race. In the starting blocks. He looked around. And the microphone was focused on him. And he said to those who be running with him, Are you ready? He said, I am ready. And then he said, Come get me. And they ran, and he ran, and they could never catch him. He ran in his strength, yeah? We are running with Christ. The Philadelphian church had a threat, the synagogue of Satan. <laughs> we have that threat. But who is our general? Jesus Christ. And we walk behind him as officers of his army. Are you ready? Amen. I'm ready. My wife is ready. Come get us. God bless you. Wow. I think our brother means it, don't you? <laughs> Thank you, brother. We praise God for the word that you shared with us. Our hearts resound, and you've touched us, you've challenged us, and we're very, very grateful. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Now, Lord God, I thank you for my brother. Thank you for the word that he has brought. Thank you for his faithfulness to your word today. Thank you, Lord, that it has been a word that honors you. <clears throat> it's a word of a big God with a big heart and a big invitation for us to know him and be involved in making him known. What an awesome God you are. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to have heard this message 
for our church alone, but for each of us. We are your church. In a few minutes, Lord, we are going. And where we go, you are. And where we go is your mission. And where we go, we are your missionaries. And Lord, others can share the message better than we can, but no one has a better message. We can tell people of your love. Help us to have a great commitment to this mission, this commission, and the commandment you've given us to love the Lord our God, our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, and to love our neighbor in word and deed. And so, Lord, we are your missionaries, and this is your call upon us. And it's global, it's local, it's personal. Oh Lord, help us to be faithful. Do a fresh and new work in our church. Lord, from our church, from us, send out your light and your truth. That the nations may rejoice in you. Beginning right here in our Jerusalem. And out of our own hearts. That worship you now. And thank you for your love for sinners such as we. Thank you for Jesus. And people of God said. Amen. Amen.